G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Two in the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also across the globe. In this episode, we're going to give you third part of the Grit series. My name's Jack, and I'm once again gladly joined on this beautiful morning by Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thanks Jack. How are you? Yeah, good mate. Good. Warming up now? Yeah, warming up. The room's starting to get a bit more bit toasty. Toasty? <laughs> Jumpers off. Producer Frey's got his flanny, flanny on. He's, yeah, I'm sweating. Must, must be very warm. Lumberjack mode. <laughs> um, and Producer Frey, thank you very much once again for helping us put especially this Grit series together. Of course. <laughs> um, before we rip into our story for today, we want to start off once again by our new favourite segment, with our new favourite segment, segment. Well, I guess Sport of the Week's probably still my favourite segment. <laughs> <laughs> you said it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Want to reevaluate your favourites? Yeah. Top two? Top two. But I do, do like... Do we have another one? This one. We do have another type of segment. Over, over under. under. I do like Over Under. They're all pretty good. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, this or that. So, where we get two different topics or... Things. Or things. Ideas. Things. Vibes. And we debate on the answer. Hmm. We promised polls. We haven't delivered polls. <laughs> well, we haven't posted yet, so... No, they're coming soon. But we could put a poll up. Yeah, I don't know how to do we it. We won't but... have discussed the results of the poll, but we could certainly put it up. <laughs> Just for listener engagement. Yeah. That's uh, all right, guys. Click on it. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Producer Frey, you're up. Today, what have you got for us? All right. Sticking down the sport column... Yeah, fair. As we kind of had with Gus, kind of not. I, I definitely didn't. I went food and beverages. I like that. Mm. I, I was going to as well, but I just thought I'd give us a little shake up. Yeah, S- shake fair. the salt shaker. I guess we are a sport podcast, so it makes sense. We're a vibe podcast. I did the yeah, same. <laughs> vibe. So we'll find out what everyone thinks about hummus next week. Okay, <laughs> what have you got for us? But for today, looking at footy, running to set up the pass or a Passing to set up the run. Running wow. to set up the pass, like you're you're the assist. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take it yeah. as a watcher and a viewer and a fan, not as a player. Me too. Yep. Because that's what. So I guess it's more between, sort of jagging across the field or like breaking a couple tackles, then making a more simple pass or making a pass to put someone through a hole or a cutout, something like that. Well, for, I think, for your avid rugby league supporter who's into, like, the tactical element, putting someone through a gap, mm. especially, like, a little inside ball, that's beautiful to watch. I do like that. It is money. Yeah. As maybe your um, casual rugby league watcher or rugby watcher, I think they'd like to see... Like a Greg English style down the field. Fend, fend and then he, he puts Darry B away at right at the end. Under the sticks, yeah. <laughs> so you're obviously still like, you know, congratulating Greggy English for his run mm. because he's just knocked off a few blocks. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I love an inside ball. Yeah, I'm going to take pass to set up the run. Short ball. Yeah, I like to the line hit short, which we're seeing a bit more of now with the new rules because there are a few gaps popping up. But it should. I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to go the other way. 
I'm gonna go the Greg English style run, set up the pass under the sticks. So a cat, so your favorite player is Jack Bird. Because <laughs> he jags across it's, the field before he finds a pass. He's top three. It's got oh, it's a tough one. You need to give a shout out in the pass to set up the run. You do need to give a shout out to the the hole runner because it's a it's a skill to oh, find a hole to run at. There was a beautiful one over the weekend in Magic Round with um, Jerome Hughes linking up with Nico Hines. Yeah, Hughes Hughes got it on the outside and then literally did like a netball pass back on the inside back. To Nico, who ran this beautiful line, so slotted through. I've changed my mind. <laughs> short Pass, ball, short ball to set up the run. Good line. Yep. Me too. I like that. I love it. Yep. Who doesn't love a big run? <laughs> Three zip. Three zip. Well, that's a good one. That Thanks, was boys. a good one. Yeah. All right. Let's move on for our third story. Um, this is one I didn't hear of until producer Frey brought it up. Me with too. Us. Yep. Um, <laughs> Terry Fox is his name. Um, from oh, he's a Canadian. So, producer Frey from Canada. <laughs> he doesn't like that. Born in Oz. <laughs> he doesn't like that. But would call myself a local Canadian. Love, loves his maple syrup, though. Oh, <laughs> has to be real, though. None of that flavoured syrup stuff. <laughs> I've got a funny story. Just a quick one. Yeah. <laughs> so, myself, <laughs> producer Frey, and Kimbo were at the markets, right? Kimbo orders this little pancake ricotta dish. It's got walnuts and... Uh, some kind of delicious syrup on the top of it, which we assume is maple. Yeah. Me and producer Frey also both assumed it was maple. Kimbo's taking a couple bites, loves it. Producer Frey takes a bite. That's the worst bloody maple syrup. It's fake maple syrup. What is this? It was honey. <laughs> I'll tell you. If someone tells me it's maple and it's not maple, I'll tell you. <laughs> I thought the same too, mate. Totally different, totally different sweet treat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> One's manufactured by sweet little insects and one <laughs> comes from the trees. Yeah, both delicious. All right, guys, we're on a time frame here. Let's <laughs> <Okay>. go. <laughs> All the syrup talk. All right, so Terry Fox, um, from born in Winnipeg in Manitoba. Nice. Manitoba. In 1958. 1958. Um, graduated school as a straight A student, he did, apart from 1B. I don't know where you got this fact from, Producer Frey, but that's pretty good. A couple um, of different timelines. Unfortunately, we couldn't find the subject that the B was... <laughs> good record, though. <laughs> yeah, very Nonetheless. Good. I'd take it. Probably just chemistry or something got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. Mm. Um, and graduated as a co-athlete of the year for his, for his school, which was in Vancouver by this time. In 1976, he was in a car accident on the highway where he rear-ended a car and walked away. Um, fine, nothing but all... Was it just a sore knee? So you you would walk away thinking lucky escape went fine. A very lucky escape. Um, however, lucky to walk away. However, whether this was attributed to the car crash or not, six months after the accident, he woke up one morning unable to stand, um, and all he was thinking essentially was maybe some cartilage issues in his right knee. Turned out to be a tumor. So I believe before this, nothing wrong. So yeah, a little bit of like a little bit of pain, you know, just. So do they? Do they, yourself, do they know, or do they think it's attributed to the car crash where he banged his knee? Well, there was no prior pain after until that car crash. He just started to like, you know, just generally so feels a bit off. Yeah. But it's you know, you you just have a bung knee sometimes. So there's a large chance it just could be a separate incident. Could be anything. Yeah. yeah. The diagnosis was osteogenic sarcoma. I've, I've never good. heard of that one. I think I pronounced that all right. Yep. Um, which often starts in the knee and spreads through the muscles and tendons. 
um, I'm guessing around around wherever it's diagnosed. Five days. This is incredible, and in how quickly things can happen. Your life. Yeah, five days later, they had to amputate his leg 15 centimeters above the knee, which is a huge amputation. Yeah, that's high. That is high. That's that, that's just within a week. So he didn't he didn't even wake up sore until six days, five days before he had to get his leg amputated. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that's that. It's not long to come to terms with that. Five days. You know, thinking even even thinking it's just a tumor. All right, sweet. We're gonna have like well, an operation. Yeah, exactly. Know. And then maybe a day or two out, they're like, actually, we can't, we can't save it. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, leg amputated. Um, however, this draws... This, the whole story of this is, is quite incredible, actually. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, Producer Frey, mm-hmm. but from this, he obviously went through rehab chemo. 16 months of chemo. 16 months of chemotherapy. Jeez, that's a stint. Mm. 16 months. That's terrible. Um, during this program, he was still active and he learned to play wheelchair basketball and he was pretty bloody good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Made the all-star team for the North American wheelchair, wheelchair basketball association. Sounds pretty legit. Mm. It does. It's pretty good. Rough. Have you, have you watched it by the way? Wheelchair, but it's, it's a bit. It, contact. It's like yeah. fierce. Yeah. Like big collision. So it's not a pretty, it's not a pretty sport. Um, I will just chime in really quickly. Mm. Terry didn't seem to have a poor attitude about this amputation at all throughout the process not reported at least that's yeah it was the day after his amputation he had read this um article about this bloke named dick traum who was an amputee who ran the new york city marathon and he looked at the nurse day after losing his leg and said i'm gonna do something like that one day which stay tuned because he did he did an incredible feat that's nuts um so, after, I think he played wheelchair basketball, February 1979, we're at, Terry started his training for the Marathon of Hope, which was his plan to raise funds for cancer research by running a marathon from coast to coast of Canada. Marathon in quotation marks. A marathon. Yeah. Bigger than a marathon. <laughs> it's about 20 of them. Yeah. More. Way more. more. Way more. <laughs> Not a math podcast, can't <laughs> tell you how many, but certainly lots. <laughs> um, the co- oh, I don't know how many Ks that is, but from... Pretty much what? What was? The, what are the two oceans? On Atlantic and Pacific. From, from the, the Atlantic, Atlantic to the Pacific. Yeah, incredible. Um, by October nineteen seventy nine, he has backing from the Canadian Cancer Society. This is a big event. This, this is, is a big thing. Um, the Marathon of Hope began on April the twelfth. He started from St John's, Newfoundland, where producer Frey lived for four years. So he is go. Canadian. Local. <laughs> four, that's plenty, man. Start local, stay local. Everything starts clouding up. Yeah, you weren't born there, but four years is pretty significant. Yeah. Well, you've you got to take that. Um, so this is also pretty cool. I like this one. He took a bottle of water from the ocean where he planned to empty it into the Pacific. So I'm guessing... When he, he got took, to the other side. Yeah. So that, I've never heard of anyone doing that. Mm. It is a cool idea. Take some Atlantic to the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. Um, he ran across... The province of Newfoundland in 24 days for a total of 882 Ks. Remembering this is with a prosthetic leg. And a long one too, not just below the knee, which you can sort of control a bit easier, no. is my understanding. And his reports through this time was, God, I'm getting really sore feet, I'm getting blistered up, but the amputated leg is all right. My prosthetic's good. <laughs> well, that's funny you That's said looking that. on the bright side. So that's I was going to say, like, was this... 
The technology back then wasn't near as good as it is now. It would have been pretty stiff, the prosthetic, I would imagine. Yeah, there's no, there wouldn't have been any flex in it. Or like, you know, it would have been a hard prosthetic. Yeah. He had a walking one. He had a, a running one specially designed to take the impact for him. Oh, okay. Had but some, still. Had some shocks in it. Still, yeah. All right. So, completed his 882 Ks across Newfoundland. 21 days further, and he made it partway through the Prince Edward Islands and made it to, made it to 1,700 Ks, well, 19,699. 699. 699, sorry. That's right. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, he reported he felt dizzy and cold, but he didn't want to wear sweats so that people could see his leg. Didn't yeah. want to put trackies on, even though it was blistering cold, because he wanted to just show the people what he was doing. Well, I guess the whole reason, obviously, he wanted to complete this feat, but he's, by the sounds of it, he wants to inspire other people mm. in the same situation as him. Well, that's the thing. I'm, doing. When Producer Fred brought this up last night, I looked up Terry Fox, and one of the first photos is him with a, a young fella, a kid who had an amputated leg, sort of going along next to him. Wow. Oh, that's the photo he showed. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Seeing that he could do it. Seeing that, you know, that'd something, be a, something's that'd, possible. That'd be a touching moment for him too. Um, Makes it all worth it, I would assume. All right. Well, let's move on. So we got, so that was after he completed his 21 days further through Prince Edward Islands. On the 21st, on the 1st of July, Terry kicked the ceremonial opening ball at the CFL exhibition game standing, standing ovations and to show that people are really invested in. Um, what sorry? What is the CFL? Canadian Footy League. Oh, there you go. It's like the NFL, but not as big. By this time, his total Ks just clicked over three thousand. Crazy, unbelievable. So that's so much. <laughs> that's in three months, and he's still going. Um, like that's a nuts amount of distance for anyone. A hundred and forty-three days into the run. Yeah, into the run. He's got plenty to go. Imagine running for one hundred and forty-three days anyway. September the 1st, 1980, he made it to Thunder Bay, Ontario. 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 Sorry, I don't have the accent. That's right. <laughs> this is where the Marathon of Hope ends, at an incredible 5,373 kilometers. He stopped with serious chest pains, which turned out to be the cancer spreading to his lungs. Um, 5,000 Ks. How many days did he do that in? 143 100, days. 143. Incredible. This is after a... Like a year after a super long run of chemo, yeah, and a full amputation, and he's obviously and a basketball career and a basketball career, and he's still obviously getting worse. So he's feeling sick, and he's just getting out there and getting the kilometers out under oh, him. It's unbe- just unbelievable, and the fortitude to do that. And from this, obviously, heaps of good things came out of this. Um, producer, Fry, I believe he. Started a foundation. That was a little bit later. It wasn't... It wasn't straight after. Yeah. But, so he finished his run and then between the time when he stopped the run and his passing, there was, you know, annual fundraiser was set up. He was given every award under the sun, you know, champion of the Order of Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Order of the Dogwood, which was a more local one. The Lou Marsh Trophy. These are all pretty big in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, all the news agencies... Everything was calling him Newsmaker of the Year. Mm-hmm. And he also raised a dollar for every Canadian at that time, which was $24.17 million. Wow. That's so much money. In 1980. In 1980. 
that's a, yeah. That's, in 1980, a million dollars had a, a lot more deal. significance than it does <laughs> yeah. now. That's a big deal. That's crazy. Um, so unfortunately, June 28th, 1981, Terry lost his battle to cancer at the age of 22. Pretty young. Um, and he so young. Passed just one month before his 23rd birthday. So to be able to conquer this at such a young age as well, that's, uh, that's, that's a feat in itself. Yeah. You know. To be able to... Even doing it without going through cancer, without the prosthetic leg. Yeah. It'd still be a, it it'd would still be, be a big a, athletic feat. To yeah. just, but mentally and emotionally to be able to suffer that setback and then have the strength and emotional resilience just to do this feat and end up leaving such a legacy... Oh, it's unbelievable. And I was a bit early on it before, but from the, from 1988, this is when he started, um, or the Canada started yep. the Terry Fox Foundation. They like formally established it. Mm. So what a story. But imagine also the amount of people, like the young boy that you explained before, that would draw inspiration from this. Like, yep. Especially in the t- in a time or in the 80s where, you know, tech wasn't huge getting prosthetic limbs and stuff was super expensive. Everything like that was... It was just a lot tougher than it is today as well. Um, and I'm sure he's still drawing inspiration to many people. Yeah, there. certainly is. Like, I mean, after after his death, there was monuments and exhibitions and museums and awards and fundraisers and all of this. Um, and the Terry Fox Foundation, just only in April 2020, started COVID, Um they released a statement saying that in Terry's name, they've now earned over $800 million for cancer research. Wow. Crazy. That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Mm. Well, Producer Frey, that's an absolute shout, that story, um, by Terry Fox. So our third of the Grit series, and an absolute banger of that as well. So huge, huge story, great inspiration, good inspirational Very story. Inspiring. Very inspiring. Very um, inspiring. Which will wrap us up. So, producer Frey, thanks again for putting that together for us. Thank you. That's right. A bit of a longer one, but I think yeah, it was worth definitely it. Definitely worth it. It was worth one. it. Um, and Gus, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. We'll see you in the next one. Can't wait. <laughs>